the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome, those of you who are uh, listening and watching to this version of The Kingdom and Its Stories. And um, uh, we have the great privilege of having a woman that I just met yesterday um, on our program today, and she has an exciting story to tell us and i want to introduce her in a second but i first want to just remind our viewers and listeners that uh, the reason we do this program is not to honor the people who are being interviewed but for them to share their story in the desire that their story will inspire those who listen, including me, <laughs> uh, to examine how we can be more effectively Jesus' hands and feet in our lives as they are. You know, it's not so much that uh, Jesus calls us to go off and do something spectacular. He calls us in whatever situation we're in to represent him and to allow him to live through us. And so I want to introduce my guest this morning, Negist, who um, is from Ethiopia. And Negist, you have a fascinating story. Tell us your story first, and then I want to uh, ask you some questions about how God is using you to be his hands and feet in the lives of orphan children from Ethiopia. So what is your story? Amen. Um, my story is uh, I used to be orphan myself. I used to be uh, motherless myself. And because of war, I flee from Ethiopia to Sudan for four months without, I was five months pregnant, and for four months without food, only sugar and dirt water mix it, and then I drink, and then walk all the way from Ethiopia to Sudan. Four months of walking. Walking. Four months without food, only sugar and dirt water. It's amazing that you're pregnant. Five and months you pregnant. pregnant. Yes. You left when you were five months pregnant. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, because of and, yeah. 
And what happened when you got to Sudan? And then once when I just um, get in Sudan, Sudan refugee camp, I was in, and then after five days, I have to have the baby, but I didn't have any energy to push. And 48 oh hours, I was suffering. I almost died, the baby in my womb almost died, but the Lord kept us for his purpose. And it, I, if, it, it, uh, Negus, if you weren't able to nurse the baby, what happened to the baby? Did the baby survive? He survived, yes. He survived. He is uh, now. He is in the Air Force. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, in, in, in the Air Force of which country? America. Yes. United American States of Air, Air Force. Force. Yes. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And how old is he now? He is 30, yeah, 37 years old. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. So he okay. has four kids. And then he is a, a pharmacist doctor, uh, you know. <laughs> but you know how we went through. It's, it doesn't look, you know. I, I just even in refugee camp, it wasn't like today, like uh, you know now, you know. Yes. Um, there is no information. There is no technology. Nobody can hear you. We suffer a lot. Uh, lack of food, lack of nutrition, uh, lack of family, you know. Uh, I've been suffering in the refugee camp, but um, the Lord is so good. And the United Nations, they Amen. brought us uh, here to the United States. So uh, so you you were an orphan yourself? Yes. I yeah. was, yes, I was Probably. orphan myself because of war. Uh, you know, without nobody. I didn't so have how, uncle, aunts. How old were you, Negus, when you left Ethiopia? 23. 23. 23. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And did you come by yourself, just yourself? And yes. Yes. Uh, you know, by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were alone. And, and you were telling me yesterday that you could not travel in the daytime. Why was that? Because during the day, they uh, they drop bomb from air, and then we can't. And then there is no, you know, there is no way to walk. You just see fear. You have to walk during the night. During the day, it's come guns and bombs, and it's, it's just fear. A lot of fear. Wow. wow. Yeah, I saw my eyes when they touch the bombs in. You know, on the ground, yeah. like dendron, they just pull. There is no even flesh. You can't see even bones uh, just in the ground, uh, the, re- the remain body. And it, oh, it, oh. Just, it was a nightmare to me. For six years after I came here, I couldn't even sleep because I saw so many body uh, in the ground. Well, so God was surely with you. yes. He I is. mean, I mean, to have only sugar and water for four months, and that yes. you survived. Yes. How many miles was that um, from Ethiopia to the to the refugee camp in Sudan? Yes. Do you know? I I can't even. I don't know even. Okay. You know, it's all far. Right. It's far. Yeah. So all right. So you ended up in the states, and then how was it that that God led you uh, to become? A mother to orphans. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, eighty. You know, I been uh, just. I came eighty seven, and then the Lord spoke to me eighty nine. You're gonna be mother to motherless because I was just crying, asking the Lord why He kept me. You know, I I'm not different than others. I saw all when they flee like me. They you know they die. You know, yeah. uh, they die by guns, they die by bombs, and they touch the, in the ground bombs and die. I saw all this remain body, and then how the Lord He kept me, why He gave me, you know, this life. So I was yeah. searching, Lord, what you need me, what I can, you know, what can I do? And then I was asking the Lord, and in '89, the Lord spoke to me, "You're gonna be mother to motherless." And then I say, Lord, how am I going to do it? I'm not worthy to be mother to motherless. Oh, and then I was just crying. I couldn't do it, Lord. You know, the same thing, you know, in the Bible, we have example. You know, Mo- you, Moses, he say, I can't speak. And all, you know, God, you know, the fathers. Well, it, tell us how, how did that happen? How did you, how did you, how, how did you become a mother to the motherless? And tell us about the orphanage that you have in Ethiopia. Yeah, and then I asked the Lord, and then the Lord, he said, just give it to me. You're just, I need yourself only. I don't need anything. And then I just dedicate myself. Lord, your will be done. And then the Lord, he start with me. And then I was just praying, fasting, spending with him. And then the Lord, he brought my life after, you know, I've been... Uh, a single mother until 99, and then man of God, uh, and he was pastor, evangelist, and then he brought my life, and then we've been married, and then after that, and then he is evangelist. He trained yes. uh, um, evangelists and pastors, and then even uh, underground in the mosque, he, he trained uh, and then sent it to preach the gospel. And then we married, and then we start a mission together. And then I said, the Lord spoke to me, I'm going to be mother to motherless. And then he said, okay, you're going to do your, your orphanage, and then I'm going to do that preaching. And then leading and then training. And then we said, okay. And then we start 2003. We start uh, the mission. 2003 started. Yes. The- the orphanage? The orphanage, yes. And where did you start that? Where? Yeah, where, yes. Yes, in in Tigray. Tigray, in Ethiopia, the part of Ethiopia, Tigray. Okay. I start there. And then we raise 27, uh, just already they graduate, <laughs> diploma, degree, and certificate. They graduate. And then after that, we receive 150 children we okay. have right now. So you started with 27. Yes. And and they're all graduated now? Yes. Um, with that, their high school and some college? Yes, degrees? college. Yes, diploma, yeah. mm-hmm. engineering, and, uh, civil engineering, and, <laughs> and well, nursing, and, and yeah. I, accounting. I, I heard that one of the, the young girls that you... Um, adopted and took into the orphanage is now sort of running the the orphanage. Uh, yes. Yeah. And tell us about her. What is her story? Yeah, her story is uh, she. You know, she is her background is Muslim, 
and then uh, she used to go to school like anybody. And yeah. then she had a Christian friend, and then she told her about Jesus, and then she loved the Lord, and then she became a Christian. But her mother and father, they didn't know about her history, and then um, they, you know, she was 13. They gave her, you know, they she married a businessman, um, Muslim, and then she she had, you know, her life, and then after that, she was hiding the Bible under the mattress. And then when he go out, she was reading the when Bible. When he, meaning the husband, went out. Yeah, when he went yes. to work, yeah. Yes. She used to read. And then one day, you know, something he forgot. And then when he come back, and then she was sitting down, and then she's reading the Bible, he found yes. out he was so upset. And then he kicked her out with two twins, Bilal and Maaz, her sons, and then so they are so baby. Uh, he kicked her and the and the babies out. Yes, yes, and then she came to my life, and then almost she is a, a child, and then she had a baby, and, then, and she was how old? Uh, she she was seventeen years old that time. Okay, so, all right. And and then the Lord, you know, He brought her in my life, and now she is, you know, she graduated. Bible College. Okay. She is evangelist, and then she is a mother to the, the our orphanage, and then she is a powerful lady. And then her and sons, Bilal and Maaz, they are they just you know the godly uh, young man, and then they serve wow. the Lord. So this is a, a big. Yeah, history. they're in Ethiopia. Yes, now? they are. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And how old are the boys? The two twins. The the two uh, twenty two twenty two years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, David is just telling me that I need to do a station break. Okay. And remind people that they're listening to the Kingdom and its stories. Okay. And um, uh, this morning we have the. The privilege and the opportunity to have our guest with us, who herself was an orphan and um, and escaped during one of the earlier wars uh, back in Ethiopia, walked for four months across the desert um, to a refugee camp in Sudan, and um, and there the Lord uh, will preserved her life and the life of her son who's now a medical doctor in the Air Force. Is that yes. correct? Yes, pharmacist. Uh, in, he's pharmacist. Here, in, oh, he's a pharmacist. Yes. Here um, with the Air Force in the United States. And the Lord has called her to be a mother to the orphans in back in Ethiopia where she's from. And uh, we've been hearing the story of a young lady who had twin boys who was kicked out of her home by her Muslim husband. And now she's running the orphanage. And how many kids do you have in the orphanage now? 150 children I have. 150? Yes. yes. Well, um, how do you, <laughs> how do you, how does, how is God providing the resources to support um, those 150 kids? You know what? The Lord is always, you know, it, he doesn't have any problem with money. He has, <laughs> you know, he's always, you know, need people. You know, the money is nothing for him. He's always provided. 
I never, I never lack for these children. The Lord always provided by his own people, a brothers and sisters in Christ. They, pro, you know, he speak to them. Actually, even, even what I didn't say anything. And then the Lord, he speak to them and then they come. The Lord spoke to me to give it to you. And then they give me, wow. they come and then give me. Uh, so it's so miracles, uh, you know. I always, when I'm ready, the Holy Spirit, when He speaks to me, to go and then I pray. Empty luggage, I on the corner of my house, I just lay and then pray, and then the <laughs> Lord, He just speak to His own people, and then they come and then give it to me. Uh, they hand me the money. So uh, money is not because the. The silver and gold is belong to our father. Right. So, yes. Yeah. I guess, tell, tell me yeah. um, about what does it cost per month for for each of the children? Uh, um, each right yeah. now, right now, each for each one child, hundred dollars. Even it's not enough because of the war, the situation. Everything is so expensive, uh, so. It's not easy. It used to be, we used to ask just only $50 right yeah. now, $100, uh, yeah. And that the increase is because of the, the, the current war in the Tigray area of yes. Ethiopia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so, so that I don't miss the opportunity, if there are people who are listening who wanted to, um, uh, to help, you know, with um, one of the children in in one of the 150 kids in the orphanage. How would they do that? They can go to my website, hopeforhornofafrica.org. Okay. There is the website by pie, you know, uh, pale and then zale and then pie, uh, paper, uh, you know, and PayPal, then, right. yes, mm-hmm. paper and then zale and by uh, sending by you know mail. Uh, okay. I can receive it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me just repeat that. That's hope for hornofafrica.org. Yes. All together. One, All no, together. No spaces. No, no spaces. Hope for hornofafrica.org. Uh, and that's because that's in the Horn of Africa. Yes. In the Ethiopian, yeah. um, Sudan, Sudan, Sudanese area. Eritrea, right. and yeah. uh, Somalia, Djibouti, okay. Kenya, right. Tanzania. This is the okay. Horn of Africa. Okay, the Horn of Africa. So, hope for hornofafrica.org. Yes. If anybody uh, wants to participate in, in this ministry. Yes. Um, tell us a, a story or two of some of the young people who came to the orphanage and, you know, for example, like some of the graduates that you've had. Because you began the orphanage in what year now? 2003. 2003. So that's not very long. That's yeah. like 10 yeah. years. 20, 20 years. Yeah. I'm 20 years. Yeah. Yes, 20 years. Yeah. I, have to, I have to sharpen my math skills. Here. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So, um, for, so for 20 years, and you've had a number of graduates. Yes. Tell us the story of one of those so that we can have an idea of how the orphanage experience has impacted their lives. Yeah, um, the you know the old children when they come, even they don't know because the four years old child, you know they yes. don't know anything, and you know they don't have their background. They really they don't know, and the Lord 
gave us chance to implant the word of God in their life. So how do they come to you? Do they just care about you or do people refer them to you? The government, they, you know, they first of all, if they don't have mother and father, the government, they ask the uncle, their aunt, their, you know, their family. But yes. if they are not willing, and then they give it to me. And then that's the way, you know, because uh, they don't have even, uh, you know, to raise child, you know, their family themselves. So uh, just they give it to me. And then that's the way I receive uh, without government, they don't allow me to even people. They come themselves, and then they ask me uh, to to raise the child because of the lack of uh, uh, resources, you know, resources or sickness. They ask, but government they have to, uh, you know, just uh, uh, allowed me to to do. Otherwise, I can't do it. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the government the, the government uh, authorizes the child to be brought to you. Yes. Yeah, to live in the orphanage, yeah. and um, and you take care of them, provide yeah. provide for their physical needs. And do you have a school in the a, orphanage? A school? No, we don't have school. They go to school, public school. Okay, but right. they have you know the food, their clothes, uh, medical expense, and then and shoes and uh, materials for school. Everything we provide, and okay. then they have church we have in the church you know okay yeah, Magus, yeah. Uh, we don't have much time left and I, I want to to ask you if you had just 30 60 seconds to speak to those who are listening and are watching um, how would you challenge them to think about how they could be Jesus hands and feet in their own lives Yes, I I just I'm going to say one challenge for you guys because you know if the Lord call you to be his feet and in his hand listen to the Holy Spirit. L- don't listen to yourself because <laughs> Joseph he, Joseph they you know they he been rejected by his brothers, he been yes. betrayed, but he never listened what he go through. He never focused on that, but he was focusing on the Lord's plan on his life, and then he being useful for the Lord. So, be first of all, be faithful, and then be <laughs> be faithful, and then listen to the Holy Spirit, and then be led by the Holy Spirit, and then the Lord is going to use you in mighty way. That's the so, way. Yeah. No matter what difficulties you're going through. Yeah, they they can say you are not. You know, you are not, you are not worthy. You can be or more women, young girl or uh, young boy. You are not worthy, but you are worthy in Christ. Jesus, yes, you are worthy in Christ. God, he doesn't have any stepchild. We are his children, and then you are his hand. You, you are his food, and then you can walk and then go to the world and then preach the gospel. And then I will challenge you, even here in the United States, all nations here, all nations here, you can walk when you walk, when you hike, when you go to, you know, gym, and then you can be a preacher, you can be witness to the Lord, and then be always be useful to the Lord, and then the Lord Amen. is faithful for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Negus, yes. what a privilege to have you 
with us today and to share the incredible story of how God took an orphan who was five months pregnant, who had to walk four months with in the pregnancy across the desert to a refugee camp. Of all the people that you can imagine in the world, you would be the least likely one that people would think of as someone that God would use to impact the lives of a hundred plus kids who were also orphans. Yes. I am so touched and inspired by your story, Nagus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit instead of saying, who am I? What can I do? Yes. What, one of the least likely people on the face of the earth to be used by God to impact the lives of other people. Thank you, Negus. You're welcome. For being a part of this broadcast. And I pray that those who are listening will say, Lord, it doesn't matter what my condition is. Lord, please use me. And listen to the Lord, not your circumstances, to realize that God can take whoever you are and use you, if you are willing, to be his hands and his feet. God bless you. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.